Hi, I'm Santa. And I'm Carmen. And this is Looking, Looking for, for Supernatural Occurrences and Haunted Places Quest. Hey, Carmen. Like, what day is it? It's Friday the 13th! Oh, shit! Oh, shit! You know what that means. Happy Friday the 13th, you guys. Happy Friday the 13th <laughs> to the world. Blessed be us all that there's no full moon tonight. <laughs> Actually. There was one yes. literally just under a week ago, yep. so fortunately we locked out. A Halloween full moon also... No, that was great. It was great, but like sus also. Yes, very sus. Very sus, but... But here we are, and it's Friday the 13th. You know what else it is, Carmen? It's Scorpio season. Yes, it and is. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Everybody get deep. Everybody get sexy. It's Santa Eve. It's, the it's Eve Santa Eve, yes. Of Santa's birthday. Yes, birth date. So, at midnight tonight. Uh, on this day, an appropriate level of age to which you still think is hot ago. Uh, yes. <laughs> she was born. That's how I'm introducing myself, henceforth. <laughs> how old are you? I don't know. What's the oldest you'd think would be hot still? <laughs> <laughs> I think that it's older than how old you're turning. <laughs> so. Well, I mean, is it what's on the precipice of their mind or would they like be willing to put up with? I'm definitely younger than either of those, but... Yeah. yeah, I don't know what you're worried about. I'm, I'm worried, Carmen, because I spent the entire year of my 24th year trapped in a basement level apartment with little to no sunlight. This is true, and she looks like it. Yeah, I'm extremely pale. She's so pale. I'm extremely pale. She's paler than I, I am. literally, and this is not a joke, although at the time it was, I went with my ex-boyfriend to a comedy show, a very bad comedy show, at this, like, comedy like enthusiast night like at this bar i'm sorry um, comedy enthusiast night it yeah was so they, they were like you like you couldn't it was an open mic you, it wasn't an open mic it was like this like group of people who are all terrible like 20 year old comedians okay uh, you know like it was, it was the vibe like they were all like absolute garbage should never pursue a career in it would mm -hmm. never like see them again it was painful like more people were leaving than the show than were at the show to begin with like, great painful always a good sign but the funniest thing any of the presenters said that whole night was you know like the the second guy who went on you know how they like hassle the crowd yeah so i was with charles at the time yes so he points to us he's like where where are you guys from <laughs> i'm like oh i'm from like slovenia by means of san francisco and he's from paris and he was like, I thought you guys were going to see the Vampire Diaries. Oh, I think I have a better one, and it would have been Transylvania. Yeah, yeah, like, both of them are true. I looked like a vampire, he looked like a vampire. Yeah, he's also very pale. He's extremely pale, and freckly. And, and sunken eyes, a little. My mom, yeah. <laughs> well, we won't get into that, but my mom has a whole lot of opinions on his eyes. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I'll ask her so, about yeah, that. Ask, ask her, she'd be thrilled to talk about it. <laughs> sure, I would be yeah. thrilled to hear. She has a lot of fears. All right, that's uh, my mom and Carmen, not my ex. <laughs> Just talking Stay shit tuned. in the corner. <laughs> yes. He wasn't that bad, except for when he was. Yeah. Anyways. I mean, he was fine, except for how he treated, except for being your boyfriend. Yeah. Like, if he weren't my boyfriend, it would have been great. Yeah, he would have been fine. <laughs> yeah, totally. Like, you know. <laughs> okay, Carmen. Happy birthday to me. Let me relive my trauma with you guys on... Cam. <laughs> this on is Mike. not a camera. I'm so Mike. glad there's not a Hot camera. Hot mic, Connor. 
Alright, um, so today is Friday the 13th, so for you, I have a little bit of Friday the 13th history slash trivia. Um, so there's a couple of different theories on why this day is considered to be unlucky, and the first and less interesting theory is that it may have arisen in the Middle Ages, originating from the story of Jesus' Last Supper and Crucifixion, in which there were 13 people present, and uh, it was the 13th Thursday night before his death on Good Friday. But that's literally not a Friday. I know. So, like, that actually discounts nope. the entire thesis of that statement yep. whatsoever. But It's like, what if the number 13 meant something except for when it didn't apply to the situation it was supposed to apply to? Yeah, and that's why, first okay. of all, this theory is boring. Second of all... <laughs> I brought some boring stories tonight, too. Don't worry. <laughs> this is not a story. This is just a theory. Okay. All right, and then also this Wikipedia entry literally said... Uh, while both the number 13 and Friday are considered unlucky, there are no record of them being referred to as being linked and unlucky together. Did you know that the number 4 in almost all Asian countries is considered extremely unlucky? That is my favorite number. It's funny because it's such a good number for you. Okay, I, well we'll talk about that later, later. Sam. <laughs> no, I, it's not even, I don't think in your chart so far as I remember. I'm pretty sure you're like... 1875. Okay. If I can remember correctly, but we're, we'll get to that later. You'll, you'll see. All will be revealed. <laughs> Won't it, though? We're going to get into some numerology later yeah, on. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're going to run, run the numbers. But for now, the second and I think more fun uh, theory Please. is that uh, according to folklore historian Donald Dossie, the unlucky nature of the number 13 originated from a Norse myth about 12 gouts having a dinner party in Valhalla. And then the trickster god, Loki, who is that not is, invited... That is a myth. I have read that myth. ...shows up as the 13th guest, and then uh, arranged for somebody to shoot somebody else with a yeah. mistletoe-tipped arrow, y and then they died, and everything went I think he, I think he shot Odin. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he shot Odin. Like, I think that was, like, Loki's whole thing, was that he was gonna kill Odin, as much as you can, like, kill a god. Well, they said he shot Balder, but I'm not really sure... <laughs> he's not Balder. He's the son of Odin. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Balder Dash. Okay. <laughs> Alright. Well, I, I'm, I'm terribly sorry for Balder, both for his name and for the experience that he endured on a Friday the 13th long ago. You know, but he's he's leading the... the war hymns in Valhalla yep. and for that he should be also can you happy? die in Valhalla like, you can't die in Valhalla you're already dead when you go to Valhalla yeah right? it's literally just like a, it's like the like a master list of MVPs yeah. like it's like if, if Kobe Bryant died and went to like a place where just sick ass sports players could be and no one else mm -hmm. that would be Valhalla for warriors yep. in ancient Norse mythology so yes that's my that's my take. I like that one better. That one's much better. I a think. couple of pieces of trivia. There are many other days in other cultures that are considered unlucky. The for, fourth in all of Asia. For example, in Spanish-speaking countries, instead of Friday the 13th, it's Tuesday the 13th. Oh, yeah. Tuesdays are honestly a shit day. And then in... Fridays is like, it's Friday. What can go wrong? I know. Fridays are good. Oh, I'll, I'll sleep it off. It's got a good chaotic Tuesday, energy. Though, Tuesday's the worst day. And I know this because my birthday always lands on a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday. Like, sphere. Like, that's my four-year yeah. rotation. 
So my only good ones are Thursday and Friday, and like maybe a little Wednesday, but like not really. Sarah, I think we have the same birthday structure. Yeah, because well, mine is also on a Saturday. That would make sense. This, well, this next year mine is. On and a Map Saturday. Map Row is like three weeks behind me too, so Map Row is like totally in line. So I I follow the same birthday structure as Map Row, but um yeah, I'm on that Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday hype, and. I don't know. I would prefer Tuesday over Wednesday. I think Tuesday is the worst day of the week because Monday at least has a little bit of, like, newness around it. Like, oh, like, yeah, I have to go back to work and I'm exhausted from partying all weekend. But also, like, how fun that I get to, like, see my colleagues and my job and, like, I'm doing my job. And then by Tuesday, you're like, god damn, I've got so long till the end of the week and it's so early in the week. I like Tuesday because I usually do something on Tuesday. I do stuff on like Tuesdays and Thursdays or my like nights that I do okay. stuff. Okay, no, I, I do like Wednesday through Saturday. Oh no, I, so, Wednesday's like, a night off for Sunday, me. Sunday, Monday, sure. Tuesday are my nights off. So for me, Tuesday's chaotic. Sunday, Monday, Wednesdays are my nights off. See, like why, uh, yeah, okay. Anyways, please, your next story. Sorry, uh, in Italian culture, it's Friday the 17th. Really? Yep. And then apparently, <laughs> this is just another piece of trivia. Uh, according to the Stress Management Center and Pro- Phobia Institute in Asheville, North Carolina, an estimated 17 to 21 million people in the United States are affected by a fear of Friday the 13th. No, that's the thing. It's called like tryptophobia. Yeah, making it the most feared day in history. That's amazing because there were days in which people died, like a lot of them. And no, <laughs> and people are more scared of this. <laughs> yeah, nonsense. People also think coronavirus was invented as a schema to keep Donald Trump, our greatest president in the universe ever from taking office for the, like, you know, second and, like, not the least of his Oh, yeah, time. as if it's not so something I, happening I, all across you the know, entire world. I, I, I can't, uh, I, I can't, well, it's not happening across the world, Carmen, right? Because the people that don't believe in that cultural institution of Friday the 13th aren't subscribing to it, and therefore... The dairy carries... No, I meant um, no, the coronavirus we... thing is happening all across the Oh, yeah, no, that's true. <laughs> yeah. That's true. <laughs> like, but, that's but not a scheme. I, I, what, no, 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 I'm not saying that's a scheme. What I'm saying is that, like, are you that surprised that oh, that many people are afraid of yes. Friday the, the 13th States as a concept? When, like, so many people don't believe coronavirus is anything more than the Democrats, like, making... You're saying Americans are stupid. I'm making... I'm saying they're fucking dumb as hell, Agreed, agreed. I'm saying that if... If (laughs) being smart was, like, breathing, then these people would be underwater. (laughs) Okay, and then my last trivia is that Tupac died on Friday the 13th. It's funny. I actually also referenced Tupac in mine. Incredible! I think I said Tupac themed uh, <laughs> Friday the Thirteenth birthday podcast. So, um, I, to start us off, I have a couple of fun Friday the Thirteenth stories from Reddit. Do it. Um, Let's hear them. Susan. Not not Susan. Susan the house cat. Susan. Yep. Yeah. So uh, the spookiest thing that ever happened to her on Friday the Thirteenth was when she was, like, 11. Uh, a little kitty. <laughs> yes, a little 11-year-old a, kitty. But a kitty, yeah. My cat. Yeah, my cat is 11. Yeah, but he's not little. No, he's big. He's extremely large. He's chonky. I love him. He made me love cats. I've never loved a cat before. I didn't even like cats as a breed. He made me love cats. I want a cat now. He's incredible. I really, actually, I really fuck with him so hard. 
We love you, Hammy. We love you. I love you, Hammy. I love you, Hammy. <laughs> like, <laughs> you made me believe in the concept of cats. <laughs> and I'm, I'm 25 as of midnight tonight, so... So, here we go. Yeah, no, cats, many a cat has failed. Yes, well, Hammy succeeds where others have tried. <laughs> he's got a lot more mass than other cats do. <laughs> he's so going he to can, He can really throw his weight behind him. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Uh, so, anyway, continue. this story is not about my cat. No, it's about Susan the cat. Contrary to popular belief. Susan. Um, not Susan, Susan. So sorry, Susan. Um, so, she was a... Uh, she was a kid, her friend just moved houses, and she said her new house was haunted. Ooh, me too, to everyone I've ever met any time I've ever moved. Your house in San Francisco, Francisco is, is haunted. haunted. Definitely. So, no, that one is for sure haunted, but the other ones I just wanted attention during. <laughs> but my house in San Francisco is legit haunted because actually unexplainable shit has occurred. Yeah. Like, several occasions, documentedly. I'm starting to think maybe when I saw the scissors spin in a circle... It was actually it a thing actually and not a hallucination. Happened, yeah. Dude, I swear something was moving the dinosaur and then it wasn't to anyone else. That was the... No, okay, well, fine. Anime. That's fine. That was just drugs, I guess. <laughs> but that, whatever, Carmen. Um, okay. I th- okay, the thing that wasn't drugs, I'm just going to tell the story real quick. Okay. I don't know if we have done it on the... Like, but you and Greta both arrived to my house immediately after this happening and saw, like, my, like, state of shock. Yeah. Which oh, was the light. The light fixture, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I've told this story on this podcast yet. My, we live in a, my, my family lives in a really large, like, old, 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 like, built in the mid, like, 1800s, remodeled by my mother, but built in the 1800s originally. Um, Victorian nice mansion. in Beautiful. like be- Absolutely stunning. In the middle of, like, dead center of the city. Yeah. And, um... The first time that my parents ever left me alone for, like, a multiple-day trip that they went on yep. was when you and Greta came over and stayed with me for the duration of the time, and they, that made them more comfortable that you guys were, like, staying with me for, like, yeah, two days. Yeah, also your house is Also, my, my house is terrifying. There are corners that I'm no, not going No, I, I don't go into anywhere near the third floor, no. even, like, waiting space, no. if it's night. Yeah, the area that's no, like that's where, that's that's where not the it. No, is no, now. yeah, the green, yeah. yeah, no, that whole the staircase, like, nah, uh, uh-uh. uh, yeah, that's that's evil. I, it's uh, that's right evil. There. I'm I'm certain that's evil. Me too, man. It's creepy. I don't stuff. even think the attic's evil. No, the attic's fine. It's that space in the house. Yep. Yeah, but anyways, what had happened was my parents for the first time left me alone for like three days. Carmen here, my lovely co-host, who we've had you know best friendship forever. Forever. Forever, ever. And um, she came, my parents love her, which is surprising. I know. We, 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 went through a, we went through a lot of shit yeah. together. And also, you're not, like, intentionally personable. No, certainly not. <laughs> and my mom is, like, forced personable. Yeah. So, like, it really doesn't make sense. But, like, you're by far, like, her favorite friend. Because it's she's just I like, Carmen never changed. Exactly. Yeah. Carmen's never changed once. No. It's, it's so refreshing to see someone so committed to their values. I've grown, but I haven't changed. Yeah. And we love that for you, Carmen. We love that for you. <laughs> not as much as my mom does. Anyways, <laughs> anyways, though. Oh, so what happened was Carmen and Greta, who I think you guys have heard of before. She, I think we had her guest. Yeah, on. she came on and told a story about seeing a demon crawl across her roof in Germany in Munich. Anyways, unrelated, but yes. two best friends, we've been friends forever. Carmen, Greta show up at my house about probably about twenty minutes after my parents leave. Mm-hmm. However, here's the thing. In between my parents leaving 
And Carmen and Greta's arrival, and you guys arrived literally right after this because I hadn't been able to clean it up yet. Because by the time I, like, got over the, like, shock of what had happened, like, you guys were ringing the doorbell. Yeah. But what happened was my parents left. I was like, okay, bye. I had never, I had been living in this house for, like, three years at that point. Like, obviously, everything was, like, my mom's an architect, so she redid the entire interior. She reinstalled all the light fixtures. She had the walls remolded back in the original design based on, like, like really old black and white photos from like the 30s of the house she like redesigned like the like busts and had them all recast so she really like brought the house back to where it was in the 1800s even though it had been like given some horrible 70s makeover in the 70s i'm sure yeah it was disgusting (laughs) but it has like flicker photos i'll show you later it was pretty crazy anyways i had been living in this house for three years my mom had just redone everything with a team that she works on in every house she builds they are extremely good at their jobs, and you know my mom. You yeah. know my mom. Oh, yeah. If, if you give anything less than 9.888% energy, my mom will never allow you to work again. Yeah. So, like, it's, no. Like, they have to be that good. And so I'm allowed to be alone in my, like, very large San Francisco house for the first time. It's, like, it's about four floors, and it was built in the 1800s. Yes, you've said that. Yeah, I know I have, Get Carmen. to the thing. All right, well, I'm gonna. Eventually, I'm building. You're building the so narrative. I'm, I'm building suspense. All right, tell are you us. Guys, are you guys hanging in suspense? Tell us. Let us know. Send us an email at hauntedplacescrossed at gmail.com. Uh, anyways, about ten minutes after my parents left and about seven minutes before Carmen and Greta arrived, I was sitting at my desk in my bedroom on the second floor technically third floor, when I heard a massive crashing noise. And I ran down the stairs, and I'm talking about less than 10 minutes from my parents left the house. A chandelier that was, like, hanging in our, like, walkway, like, a a large, like, heavy chandelier that would have no motivation to fall. Like, there was not an earthquake. Nope. There was not, like, even a bus going by on the street. It was literally me, my 103-pound self, like, in my bedroom Which upstairs, is not above the chandelier. Which isn't even above the chandelier. The nope. chandelier is above the, like, walkway above the guest It's between the guest room and my room. So yeah. there's, the only way that it would be affected would be if someone was, like, banging the closet wall, which no one would do because no one would stand in the closet because you couldn't fit. Yeah. It just doesn't make any sense. And literally when you and Greta showed up, I was like in a state of shock because I was like, I don't know how this happened. I'm trying to call my mom and let her know that it's not my fault. Like, I don't know how to explain this. Like, yeah, you guys were on for five minutes and I yeah. I, I dropped a fucking expensive ass <laughs> chandelier. No! Obviously not. Was, how would I even have done that? It was a ghost. It was literally like someone was waiting for me to, to not have protection. Yep. And then... And then, yeah, they're like, oh, yeah, murder, you say? Yes. Yes. That sounds nice. Santa's house is haunted as fuck. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah, so, I'm sorry, speaking of haunted houses, (laughs) this woman, or girl, they're 11, and they're at this supposedly haunted house. Definitely a girl, not yet a woman. These two girls, um, they're at this haunted house, uh, she's saying that she was really into supernatural shit um and 
all of the other her friends' family was out for the evening. Wait, was there at a haunted house? Like they're at their friend's house who's yeah. haunted? She was at her friend's house. Okay. Her friend just moved and her new house is haunted. Okay. So they're at this house, they're all alone. They decided to watch ghost hunting shows because Which aren't even scary, first of all, but like okay. No. But sometimes they are. Every they're once suspenseful. In a while. They're suspenseful if that. Every once in a while they're scary. They're but, not um, scary ever. So different opinions exist, Sam. But none of them are ever gonna die. Like, they're never in danger. No. They have too many people that are, like, paid to be there making sure that doesn't happen to ever actually be in danger. But you could get, like, a scary thing, like, attached to you. Ooh. What was that sound? That's, that's the sound of my refrigerator changing, like, like chilling, chilling, yeah, oh, okay. dimensions. I don't have any control over this much, like, my heater. Yes. <laughs> Uh, it just happens, and I, I respond. I either get my air conditioning unit out, or I bring out a fan, or I open the window. You know, like, I don't have any control over this. Okay, so they're watching ghost hunting shows, and they're at a part where whoever Derek Ekora is was asking the ghosts to come out, and her friend's video player turned on and started rewinding itself. At the time, it was before why that did they shit a... was automated. Okay, no, 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 no. I mean, I'm... St- uh... I'm gonna I'm, I'm need a second to... Okay, I don't remember the 90s prior to my birth. Whoa, yes. crazy. Did you have to rewind a tape to shoot on it? You had to rewind a tape if you wanted to do, like, anything. Why it. did they come all the way rewound? Like, wouldn't they be initially not wound? And then you would just record? Like, why would you have to rewind it? Well, if you want to watch something again... Okay, yeah, no, that makes sense. Like, absolutely, but when you're filming... You run it through once, right? Like, it, then it imprints it. Like, you wouldn't be rewinding it to get it back. No, unless you wanted to watch... Unless you wanted to erase it yeah. and recover it with new footage. Yeah, cover it with new footage. Yeah. Okay, so that to me is interesting, like, to, as, like, a point to bring out. Because, you know, obviously now, like, something going wrong in the footage, like, rewinding isn't as big of a deal. But, like, if it takes, like, a two-step effort to, like, accomplish, yeah. like, that's a far different experience than, yeah. like... Hulu fucking up and like me having to re-download it on my Roku. No, like ghosts can't really get into that equation. But if it's if it's, it's literally analog. a physical analog, yes, it's a analog. Your, your, the tape is like all wound on one wheel and it has to go back on the other wheel so that you can play it through again. I think it's called a spoke, Carmen. Santa, I don't give a fuck what it's called. The point is, they were asking for the ghosts to come out. Hey, I'm speaking. And then it's I, I, my I, story. I've spoken. It's my st- I Let me tell my story. Yeah, but I've spoken, Carmen. You keep talking. Do you hear what I'm saying? I can hear you. Are you just ignoring the pun? Yes, I am ignoring your pun. Well, that's fine, but uncomfortable and displeasing, but fine. <laughs> okay, so... In, it, in, in an hour and two... Two hours and 19 minutes, she's going to have to pretend to laugh at me. <laughs> I already am. Well, at me. With me, I mean. At you. With me. At you. You pretend to laugh with me. Um, so, to add a little bit more credibility to this story, uh-huh. she said that um, the uh, in order to rewind a tape, you had to press a button on the controller, and the controller was on top of the video player, so it wasn't anyone oh, uh, messing uh, around. Uh, what? <laughs> you don't call something a controller when you don't have control over it from wherever you are. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. That'd be like being like, oh yeah, I'm a dom, but like... No, they've all got boyfriends. Like, I'm just, like, fucking them, too. But I'm their dom, though. Like, 
It's not the same. You don't have control over something that's not obeying you. Okay. Yes, I hear you, Santa. Anyway, it was ghosts. It was ghosts that did that. Okay. Or, uh. or... Okay. Just maybe, perhaps, sheer unintellectual... In untechnological knowledge. However, quite strange that it would rewind when, insofar as I understand taped devices, they don't rewind unless going back to an earlier point. Yes. Yeah. Alright, so that's that's one. And then the other one is by you slash Sarky Detector, also from Reddit. Um, this is from uh, somebody, I don't know how old this person was, but a, a little kid. So he says, I think this is a guy, he says, My parents wanted to go out for dinner, so I was pawned off on a couple of new friends of theirs for the night as they had a child who was a similar age to them. Uh, they didn't want to go and begged not to go because they don't, they're awkward. They're socially awkward. You could literally persons. just not go. You don't have to beg not to go. No, yeah. you, can't, you have to go because your parents want to go out to dinner and they need to leave you with somebody. Oh, wait, okay, wait, wait, I'm sorry, can you rephrase that? I, I thought you meant the parents. No. I was like, they didn't want to go to the event, but then they were like, oh, we have to? Like, no. Okay, you can just this get... child did not want to go on this okay. play date that was set up. Okay, yeah. okay, that's absolutely valid. Um, yeah, so... <laughs> Me when my mom was trying to get close to the head of PTA. Uh, when they got there, uh, the kid that he was supposed to hang out with was in the middle of having a bath. So okay. Also, that's a first of all, that's weird. Poor plan. If I were if I were four years old and I went over to my friend's house and they were having a bath, I'd be like weird that they knew I was coming over and gave him a bath right now. Like, was yep. he did he shit himself? Like, I don't know, man. We're, we're, and I would have thought that at four years old. Thank you very much. I'm. We, we're both quite developed. We'll, we'll never know. We'll never know. Uh, <laughs> but this kid was having a bath, so his parents told him that uh, he could just go play with this kid's toys so he went to his room uh and and didn't want to touch any of the toys because there's this person is socially awkward and was scared to touch somebody's toys bro that sounds a little different than pure social awkwardness like is he autistic a little bit because I don't that, know. that seems like the law and like order that he seems to be keeping i'm really i'm un, i'm unsure of I mean, what's up with this person he probably hasn't disclosed it but i would um, not be so, basically, they're sitting there, they're looking at this one toy, which is called a Stretch Armstrong, which is sitting on the desk, and apparently it could, they, the, it was advertised as being able to stretch for miles. Uh, who knows if this is true or not. At that point, uh, this kid heard somebody running towards the room. They turned to the door, and there was a younger kid uh, who said hi and was all excitable and friendly. He told him that his big brother was taking a bath and asked if he wanted to see something uh this kind of put the kid at ease because that kid didn't really seem to give a shit and was like excited and being nice to him so he was like sure i'll go see whatever this thing is oh god that's not at all don't let him take you in the basement baby so he took him through the kitchen and there was a door that opened which led to a basement oh what am i saying don't let the ghost kid take you to the basement that's basic like paranormal knowledgeable person 101 so but he you know this is this little brother never let anyone you don't know lead you to a basement because are you certain that's his brother are you certain he can even see him all right so anyway they walked down the hallway down the stairs and then uh this kid pointed at something that was in the corner of the room uh the 
our narrator climbed down and tried to get a better look at it, uh, asked what it was, but the kid just kept pointing at it, like, not talking. Uh, the narrator thought it was just some dumb game he was playing or something, so he went right down the stairs and approached it. As soon as he got closer, all he could see was some sort of scrumpled up paper bag. It looked like it was quite soggy. It was nearby a rake, so he oh, picked right up the rake and prodded it before deciding to open it up. When he opened it, he almost threw up right there on the spot. The stench was horrendous, and he can still remember it what even ha- now. What was the stench? It Rotten was an animal? It was a dead cat. Oh, that's horrible. Also, then someone killed it, because that wouldn't be a sad otherwise. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that, that little brother's sus as fuck. So, uh, he became dry heaving and noticed that its right arm bone had popped out, and just he remembers just the little brother laughing at him, and then just running away. Like a mean prank. So he went straight back to the bedroom afterwards and saw that his play date was there at that point. He couldn't think of anything to say, so he just blurted out the whole story about the dead cat and his brother and how his brother had showed him. And uh, this kid, who his play date, just gives him this look, and it was as if he was some sort of crazy person. He was just nodding along, but his face was like really confused the more that he talked to him. And once he told the full story, he sort of just froze for a second, looking confused. And he turned to him and said, I don't have a little brother. <gasps> okay, yeah. That's why yeah. you don't go to the basement with fucking anyone that you don't trust and Demon? Know. Ghost child? No, no how, about the ba- how about we try the basement together? Oh, that's cute. That's cute. That's cute. Here's the thing. I'll be on the roof. Yeah. I'll be standing, like, like, right over the edge of the roof, like, clinging to the windowsill. Like, just so, until your parents come home and, like, relieve me of my babysitting duties. Like, <laughs> the kids could die. <laughs> I, I don't care. Yeah, so that, that's that. Um, so that's my Reddit stories, but then I do have another story. This is real things that, I mean, those are supposedly real Allegedly. Things, but these are, like, real actual, that allegedly real documented things give, that happened give on it Friday to the 13th. So documented. Yeah, so these are both these, uh, this information is from the Aviation Safety Network, yeah. and it is about two separate plane crashes, which both happened on Friday, October 13th in 1972. Wait, both of them on the same day? Yeah. At the same time? I don't know if it was at the same time, but Still, on like, the same day. Still, like, creepy. Yeah, and also, like, commercial air Airlines crashes. Airlines really, extremely rare. So like, rare. Uh, two Play crash is happening on the same day as it's something I've heard of since 9 11. Yeah. Like, obviously, this is probably before 9 11. Yes, it's 1972. Like, <laughs> extremely unheard of. Like, yes, very unusual. plane crashes to occur without, like, cause. Yes. So, um, one of them, the first one was uh, on a non scheduled flight from Paris to Moscow with an en route stop in Leningrad. So, this happened between now, so St. Petersburg. So, between St. Petersburg and Moscow is when the crash happened. It took off from St. Petersburg at uh, 2059, which I believe is 10, am I tripping? 2010, 10 years ago? Wait, no, so It's 2020, Carmen, No, no, 20, like the military time is 2059, so it's almost 21 o'clock. Oh, if if it's 2059, if it's 29, 21 is 9 p.m., so it's 8.59. So it's 8.59 p.m., yeah. And as the flight was approaching the Moscow airport, they were given instructions to descend at 400 meters or 400 M, whatever that means. During the third procedure turn, the airplane continued to descend at a high speed and in clean configuration. It, def- it descended at uh, 100, 
620 kilometers an hour and a vertical speed of 12 uh, meters per second until it struck the ground. So the cause of the accident was never established. Possibly the crew had been disabled by a lightning strike or the elevator control had a malfunction. We don't really know what happened or no. why they crashed. But everyone, We never do, do we? Everyone on board died. Well... Every single person. I, if a plane crashes, it's kind of one or the other. Well, no, there's often survivors of plane crashes. I mean, it's either that the plane breaks right in the middle down the wing line, and the people in the back half, some of them survive, yeah. and the entire front half perishes, or we never hear from the plane again. Yep. So that's why I don't need to sit in first class ever. Nope. And that's why, uh, why is everyone so wanting always to sit towards the front of the plane. Yeah, you no. get off, like, two seconds no, no, no. sooner. It, it's, it's, it's considerably safer to be sitting in the back yeah. half because the back half actually carries, obviously, the tail weight of the plane. And it's also and the cheaper. And the tail weight, like, falls with a force level that, like, like lowers the gravity on your own positioning as above the falling weight of the plane. So you heard it here. Sit in the back of the fucking plane. It's cheaper plane. anyway. Yeah, yeah. And if you die, like, maybe you won't die and everyone else will. That's yep. what I'm banking on, personally. So this second plane crash is, um, it was a chartered flight, which was a members of the Old Christians Club Rugby Union team was flying from Montevideo, Uruguay, uh, for to play match against the Old Boys Club, which is an English rugby team in Santiago, Chile. So the Uruguayan uh, flight was chartered to fly the team over the Andes Mountains, to Santiago. The aircraft had 40 passengers and five crew members. The passengers included 19 members of the team, along with their family, supporters, and friends. The aircraft departed. So this is a plane full of people who all know each other really well, yeah. is a point that is being made here. Um, so it departed, uh, but a storm front over the Andes forced them to stop overnight in Argentina, and then when they took off the next day. So this is already like, shit is already fucked up. Like. They were supposed to get there before, and they had to stop overnight, and then this is finally, they're getting on the plane to finally get where they're going. And the, fly the pilot uh, flew south, but the flight radioed the airport their position and told them when they were going to get there. And the plan was to cross this pass to this other radio beacon so that people would know where they were. Uh, and then they believed that they had reached... One of the theories of why they crashed was either the flight crew believed that they had reached Curacao and began to descend too early, or um, the aircraft, or no, this is, I think for sure we know they thought that they'd reached Curacao and they started to descend too early, and then the aircraft like hit a mountain. Like the mountain was covered in snow, so it was hard to see, and it sheared off both the wings and the tail section. So the remaining, uh, rest of it like slid down the mountain and uh got stuck in a in like ice and snow so then this is a uh, excerpt from a new york post article by mary pay ling about this uh, guy who wrote a book who is a survivor of this plane crash um, and so he said where, where did it crash uh in the mount in like the andes okay yeah so this wasn't the guy who wrote Am I gonna ruin the story for you? Uh, maybe. I okay. don't know. Okay. I'm, I'm not sure. So 13 Let's, I'll keep like including that. the entire crew died of traumatic injuries. That left 27 survivors. Search planes passed over them, but no rescuers appeared. When some of the surviving men struggled up the slope, 
they understood why. What was left of the plane could barely be seen, an insignificant spot in the white expanse. With no food beyond the nibbles they had packed for the short flight, the survivors soon began to debate cannibalizing their dead companions. They agonized for days. One person said to the other, if I die, you can eat my body. Uh, I'm not going to need it, and it might mean life for you. So that one over doubters, they, they said, he said they had become blood brothers. Those of us who miserably shared the chalice and the others who had left us their, their flesh as a gift of life. So they start eating these dead bodies. Uh, this, the writer and his two cousins took charge of butchering the bodies of the fallen, or as he put it more delicately, cutting the meat. Only the, they really knew where the food came from. The others received their ration of frozen meat, usually left to dry in the sun, and that facilitated the ability to forget. So they're eating basically human jerky. Oh, Jesus. Uh, and then there was an avalanche that swept uh, tons of snow into the area and smothered eight more survivors. So they then uh, started, they were like stuck in this like basically snow kind of like cave like inside oh, of this yeah, avalanche. Oh yeah, like an yeah. So they're like stuck in, the word is that you're using is entombed with these fresh corpses. Entombed is a very, very negative connotation. Yeah, well they're stuck with a bunch of dead bodies well, inside of that sounds, ice. That sounds exactly like entombed. So uh, tearing out the first piece from a slightly warm body that was releasing steam from the torn area made him Ow. retch violently. Ow. Hello. I'm just popping in for a sec and then I'm popping out. I just went to Brooklyn. I went to Brooklyn to pop potlucks. What? You're featured on our podcast now. Say hi, Riley. Oh yeah, you're, we're recording. Hey, girls. Yeah, Riley. Do you have any ghostly experiences you'd like to share? Ghostly? Yeah. Okay, so I have two. Oh my god! Yes. Okay, wait, hold up. Let me finish I'm, this real okay. quick. Carmen's gonna finish the story. Okay, so um, the tearing out. So they're saying eating the meat that was still wet and bloody. We wondered if we were becoming wild, savage animals. I just thought that was a really beautiful and like horrifying uh, thing. So when spring arrived and the snow thawed, two of the strongest survivors climbed up the river, uh, not up the river, up the summit to seek help. So, in, all in all, they ended up being there for 72 days before... Um, 72 fucking days? Yeah, before people came and rescued them. And they only rescued them because these two guys had managed to survive. So there was more than two guys who survived, but these two guys who had Survived eaten, to the end, yeah, eaten everyone else. No, 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 there was more than two guys who were survivors. There was, like, still, like... What's 19 minus 8? Like, 11? 11 people survived. Jesus Christ, that's single-digit numerology. Yeah, so 11 people out of this whole flight survived. Uh, And that happened on Friday the 13th, y'all. So, uh, that's that's that. I thought it was interesting. That's what I got for you. So, yeah. Riley, we're taking a brief interjection here. I was going to launch into my birthday spirituality about numerology posts. But I think that we need some ghost stories. But now that we've got stories. my beautiful, charming roommate, Riley, on the, on the pod with us, on the cast. Here, sit down. Why don't you go ahead and cast a spell on them, Riley? Okay. By the way, he's at Riley Pryor on Instagram, and he's really hot. Oh, well, it's at Riley M. Pryor, but Sorry. same thing, whatever. Sorry, yeah, at Riley um, M. Pryor. 
whatever. It's all good. Do you think he's hot? Send us an email at hauntedplacesquest at gmail.com. I will fully respond if you are. You can send an email saying yourself, you're, you yourself are hot. That'd be something I would do. No, I meant, like, respond back to the ones who think I'm hot. If you're hot, I'll respond. But yeah. if you're not, I'm, you, it'll just be a nice, like, like on your Insta. But regardless, okay, so I have two haunted tales. My first, Tell us your haunted tales. So my first encounter with, like, you know, these, like, spiritual ghouls um, was actually back when I was, like, probably six or seven. And I had this Mickey Mouse TV, right? So... Yeah. My mom has, like, always been a very spiritual person, like, always gone to mediums, always, like, done, like, the most when it comes down to, like, seeing the other side. She, like, loves meeting spiritualists and, like, going to all those camps and mediums and what whatnot. Um, but my first experience ever was when I was six or seven, I had a Mickey Mouse TV, and I woke up in the middle of the night, and I saw these weird faces coming out of the TV. Ooh. It was ghouly and like ghostly and yeah. ugh, it was like scary and like I told How old were you? Six or seven and I told Okay, so young. Yeah. So young yeah. and I felt like encroached upon. And it was weird because you know like I don't know, it, like I lived in like a very normal like suburban kind of neighborhood growing up in Florida like I didn't feel like the house was haunted, but it was definitely like something some spiritual kind of thing was following me. And my mom I told her about it, and she goes... She has, she has a sense, too. And she has a sense, and she was like, that's really interesting, and, like, really scary, because she had seen faces in a TV when she was growing up. Oh, shit! So you... That's actually... That's creepy. It's Wait, really creepy. was it a new... Was the Mickey Mouse TV new when you uh, had this experience? No, Are our ghosts... Are ghosts hereditary? <laughs> Send us an oh email! Send us no. an email at... I think, I think spiritual experiences definitely follow on no, like I, I, I I think like No, I absolutely do. I think that you have like... Okay, well, okay. We'll get into all this much more later when I get to the numerology section of tonight. Mm. But, um, essentially, like, there's this belief that, like, souls are eternal and, like, yeah. we're being incarnated as different, like, processes right. of the soul. And therefore, like, we're always learning and becoming and improving, like, versus, like, you know, like, being stagnant and then dying off forever. And um, with respect to that, there's this idea of, like, twin flames and, yeah. like, um, eternal, like, eternal, Absolutely. like, friendships that supersede, like, all, like, you, you're basically grouped into a group with, like, 15 other souls. Oh, yeah, we were talking about and this last we time. We were, we were, yeah. yeah. So, sorry, guys. Yeah, I guess we... Covering, covering all, covering all bases. For anyone new from Denmark who's tuning in for the very first time, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, basically, you have fifteen souls in your life that you will continue cycling through every possible combination of partnerships. Right? So are you saying that Riley's yeah. mom and Riley? Are... I'm saying that I fucked Riley in a past life. Okay. Okay. Right. Um, <laughs> and I fully was getting pegged. Yeah. So it by was me. By me. By Santa. He's, yes. he's much taller, much larger, hotter man than hey. I. I was I'm a sadist. I was so, yeah, like, ah, huh. No, but well, that see that wouldn't work because yeah, then you'd be fucking me. Like, I, I, oh, I guess I'm a masochist. I'm a, I'm a sadist. I don't know. I'm a submissive masochist. No, I'm a, I'm submissive. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, you're well you're in the verse. pegging you're situation. Verse. You're <laughs> I'm a verse. Every, for all the that gays in Denmark around. listening, I'm a verse. Yeah. Okay, but that was my first like. <laughs> ghostly interaction. What was which, your second? So my second, um, so my grandmother, she passed like 
two, three years ago. And so it was my step-grandmother. Uh, she was my stepdad's mom. And uh, I like I didn't know either like my mom or my dad's like, oh, grandparents. I didn't know any grandparents. They all died before I was six. So yeah. I got like two like, same thing for me. Like, memories, like barely meaning like two of them. Right. Yeah. My only memory of my actual real grandfather was him pissing and or no, shitting in a urinal. And like well, a and like a Sunny's barbecue. What? No, it's I'm it's bad. Sorry for that. Yeah, no, it's a memory that haunts that me. Sounds, that sounds but, a little traumatic. No, yeah. but um, so my step grandmother, like my stepdad's mom, she was like the only grandparent that was ever close to me, and I like it, it's like a weird family. I wouldn't say a joke, but it's like this thing that we kind of say like that I was the favorite grandchild mm-hmm. because like. I was the youngest out of the entire bunch. Like, any of my step-cousins or yeah. my siblings or my step-siblings or, like, any of the family. Like, I was the youngest. People still me, too, and, and I'm also the youngest. And like, you I, realize that was the most well-adjusted. Well, and I was far. just, and I was just, like, so close with her because, you know, I never had, like, a grandmotherly figure besides, like, my, uh, it was, like, a kind of, like, a babysitter, but, like, my, she was in the family, so it was, like, yeah. a nanny. Yeah. And that's, like, Grandma Bob and Beverly. Bob and Beverly. But I was never as close with them as I was with my step-grandmother because it wasn't, like, actual yeah. whatever. Regardless, regardless, regardless. Um, after she passed, I, like, well, I had, like, a really, really hard time with her passing. Like, I was 19 or 20, and, like, you know, I make her apple pie, like, yeah. all yeah. the time. Like, I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. I brought yeah. apple no, pie. Yeah, no, the last so, Thanksgiving that we yeah. had, Riley was staying with me and my ex-boyfriend, who you guys have heard about. Yeah. Um, at his apartment, and you were making an apple pie, and you were FaceTiming with your family while doing so. Yeah. Because, because you guys all make the same, that's so Yeah, sweet. we make that's the so same, sweet. we all make the same apple pie, but the joke in my family is that I I always make the best apple pie because well, yeah, I yeah. I loved it. It's like something engraved in like my childhood with like the only grandmother that I was ever close with, even though she wasn't my blood grandmother. Um, R.I.P. Grandma Mary, love you, girl. Um, Mary, that's so Samantha. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. So, um, after she passed, like, um, what was really interesting is like I lost my only set of cards, but. I couldn't, like, after she passed, I could not find it. I couldn't find it until I made um, an apple pie, like, later that year. Because she died in, like, February, I believe. But later that year, during Thanksgiving, I, I, like, was making apple pie. And I could not find, like, my cards anywhere. And the reason being is, like, I used to play, like, gin rummy with her mm-hmm. every single night before she went to bed. Like, whenever I visited her, whenever she visited me, like... It was, like, the same cards that I had at home. And, like, I couldn't find them anywhere. So I was, like, super, like, distressed because I couldn't find them for, like, yeah. months. You know, it was, yeah. like, 10 months. And uh, it was after she passed. But then right after I made, like, the first apple pie for the holiday season, like, after she passed, like, I found them again in my room. And, like, a very obvious place where, yeah. like, I had probably looked before, which was, like, a very, like, chilling, yeah. like scary like yeah weird kind of like I absolutely know that feeling because I'm like I know with certainty that yeah. I have looked in this like two by two pocket several yeah. times and all of a sudden it's here well I keep the cards in the same place they were exactly in, 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 I, I, I keep it in the same place because yeah. I, I would forget where I put them otherwise so I put them in the same place right. And when they're not there I know I was I a drunk or be like someone moved them because yeah. they're not there yeah and, like, so I always... so she returned your so it, it, she was, was like... it was like after her passing like I made an apple pie 10 months later and like she returned the cards and it was like so weird and like so incredible and so like scary and sad and like happy and like 
I don't know. It felt like very comforting the, f- the fact that I knew like she was watching over. Yeah. But like it was also like unnerving because you're like was, you, I don't have that much control. Yeah, absolutely. It. But like me and my mom are both like huge spiritualists. Yeah. Like my mom. We are. We are. This, we're like spiritual, but we're not like religious. No, my or, mom like, even, fully like, believes like and like goes. But we're like spiritual. Like the universe works in a way we can't understand. Kind of people. Yeah. That's why we do this. Like it's fun to like talk right. out loud. Well, so my like, mom, contest. she's super into spiritualism. Like she like there's this camp down in florida it's kind of in between jacksonville and orlando um and it's called casa dega and casa dega is this huge spiritualist camp you have to be like a certified medium to live oh, in this wow. camp oh like it's a huge Whoa. it's, it's certified no like you, no how, like how it's, we get certified yeah, yeah literally you like uh, the ouija board no, no my friend no. my friend the jimmy board has you approved my friend jimmy who is here the ouija board of this company well, no, Santa, my friend Jimmy... It was Jimmy, a clever joke, and no one's appreciating yeah, listen it. Thank you. Wait, listen to what I'm saying. Say. My friend Jimmy, um, the one that was here last night, yeah. he, his grandmother is a spiritualist at Casa Dega, which is insane because my mom has been, and like it was like super weird. I was like, oh my God, my mom like loves her grandmother, I'm sure. <laughs> um, but my mom like super believes in that stuff. So like whenever I would tell her about like either the ghosts in TV or like the cards things, she was like, holy crap, like... And different things have happened to my mom, like, over the years, like, we're in, like, for, like, a spiritualist mindset, like, where she and my stepdad saw a medium, where my stepdad does not believe in this until he saw this medium. Yeah. There was some crazy crap happened with them. But regardless, it's, like, super, super chilling, unnerving, but super comforting to know, like, the other side has, like, a place in this, like, yeah. you know, mortal corporal world that we, like, live in, which is super <laughs> interesting. And super unnerving after just sharing my story about almost getting death to death with a chandelier. Yes. Yeah. Oh, no. That's like you, getting death to death with, like, an AC unit off the street. Yeah. No, I, it, was about, it was actually just like that. I told that story earlier on the podcast. I won't reiterate it to you, Riley, but I'll tell you later. Yeah, okay. Well, thanks for, like, featuring me. Yeah. I have um, a little shit there to say, go to. Say hello to Denmark. Hey, Denmark. Um, I think that the majority of your men are really attractive. Yeah, so. and, and they should follow him at RileyMPrior.com. Or if you have any questions for him, I'll pass them off to him, but email us first at... If you need a green card, or if I need a green card, you know where to go. Yeah. <laughs> Bidding starts at 100K. Yeah. Okay. I love you both. I'll see you later. All right. Bye. Wait. Text me after deets, baby. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Okay. Bye. All right. And now on to our next segment. <laughs> yeah. So that was an unexpected segment. That was an unexpected Riley Feet Ghost Stories. Yeah, Riley Feet Ghost Stories. So, Santa, tell us what you've got to say. You clearly have a lot to say today. I do. It's because I'm drunk. How are you drunk? We've barely started Baby, drinking. Baby, I was drinking wine before you got here. Oh. So is there more wine somewhere? No, but no. <laughs> no, there isn't. God damn it. Yeah, we, no. We could probably go buy one. It's 10 or 9, so probably the first. We could also just Although, eat a couple of your Jello shots. Yeah, we could do that. I actually have a Jello bowl because I ran out of no, the hundred. We should probably eat that. We should probably eat the Jello. There's two Jello bowls. Here. I think that that's a really good. We photo should. Will, off. will you go get the Jello bowl? The Jello. There's still a little actually, bit more wine in all right, here. All right, all right. Oh, there's we'll, a good amount. We'll finish the wine and then we'll eat the Jello bowl. Sorry, guys. We need to make sure that we're uh, adequately intoxicated because it's yeah, Friday night. God knows. It's about to be my birthday, and if I'm going to admit that I'm gaining another year tomorrow, yeah, then I'm going to be wasted to admit it because I certainly because it was a wasted year. It was, it was all of it. Yup. <laughs> Anyways, 
So I already picked another title for this episode. Oh, yeah, what is it's it? It's Birthdays and Curse Days. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm into it. So here's part one of my five-part segment. All right. The first four are shortish, and then the fifth one's a little more in-depth. Okay. So let's talk about spirit visits on birthdays and anniversary days. Mm. This comes from Rob Gutra, who is apparently a certified... Paranormal expert. Oh, because so you can get certified. Yeah, apparently. Let's I, get I'm not, certified. I'm not certain by him. I certify you, Carmen. Do you certify me? I certify you. Well, then we're certified, baby. Let's go. <laughs> Anyways, what Rob Gutcher has to say on his site, Ghosts and Spirits Insights. Not sight. I, sights. Multiple. Insights? Like, yeah. with a GH? Like, it's like, looking, like a, it's like looking for supernatural occurrences and haunted places quest. If a haunted places quest is more specifically, like, haunted sites. Okay. Like, yeah. Oh, S-I-T-E. If, if, if you was less obtuse and more, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Okay, I get it. Let's go. I mean, it was actually spelled with a GH in this, but. Oh, never mind. Anyways. What he has to say on the topic is this. And this, I'm, I'm, I'm saying this is an intro into the rest of my segment. All right. People who have passed and crossed over become spirits. Those who choose to stay behind on Earth become ghosts. Spirits have the ability to come to people anywhere in the world and even come to multiple people at the same time. Cool. Anyone who has lost a loved one always wants them to come through almost daily and give them messages that they're okay on the other side. Even if it's received messages from them before, if they've received messages, okay. This is poorly written. It's human nature to walk to talk with the ones that we love. But here's the thing. Spirits are busy on the other side. Spirits are busy. With what? I'm busy. I'm too busy. I'm busy representing the general zeitgeist of this place. Honestly, I feel that. I feel like I'm busy now. I'm going to be busy when I'm dead, too. You mean that I don't have to just, like, pose for other people's, like, passing glances? You mean that can be the rest of my life? Wow. I thought clubbing wasn't forever, and yet... I mean, ghost club. Ghost club. The answer is to why they come to us. Okay. <laughs> Just going back. To why they come to us, the answer is they usually have something to tell us. One of these times is usually around their birthday or their anniversary. Spirits maintain their memories and their personalities when they pass. So yeah, they will, in all caps, remember your birthday. Aww. That's hilarious, because my dad doesn't even remember my birthday, like, straight up. So, like, I'd like to see him dead. I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't like to see him dead at all. No! But, like, I'd, like, I'd like to see him try to, like, figure out my when birthday. He what, when he is dead. Because, like, yes. he can't even figure it out living. Does your, did you give him a heads up? Did you, oh, did you tell oh, your mom? I, I, I don't know. Like, did, did he watch me be born? No, no, like, I'm, I'm saying ago? specifically this year. Did you, like, maybe tell your mom? Yeah, oh, I texted them in the group chat last night. I was like, looks like my birthday just got canceled due to the new corona restrictions. Like, three on, like, smiley faces, like the upside down ones. Yes. And then my mom was like, well, we all have to do our part. And then I was like, yeah, like, obviously I know I'm being a little bitch about this, but, like, also, like, ah. Anyways. Okay, go okay. So basically spirits usually have to tell things to people around the birthdays or anniversary. So this is going on now with this person's experience. Okay. Recently, a week before my own birthday, I got a wonderful surprise visit from my late father to wish me a happy birthday. After my significant other went to work early for him, I crawled back into our bed and put our three dogs on the bed. One is quite large. One. One is quite large. <laughs> the two are quite small and one is quite large. 
Maybe it's just about like once we hear size and like who's to say? How big are these dogs? Yeah, send us an email, Haunted Places Ghost at gmail.com. <laughs> Anyways, after she put these three dogs, one large one into bed, okay. we napped for about twenty minutes, and then she heard what sounded like her father's voice calling out her name from what sounded like the kitchen. The spooky thing is that all three dogs also responded to this call and push their heads in that direction with their ears perked up. I responded, yes, I'm here, like almost subconsciously, realizing momentarily afterwards that it was my father, his voice, no one else was home, and that he was no longer here with us. Oh, But the really crazy part was that all three dogs, I know with certainty, also heard him. I figure that the reason that my dad came to say hello at all was because my birthday was a few days away. Aww. Spirits tend to recognize birthdays and anniversaries from everything that I've heard. That's nice. So here's a second one, which is also a little bit wholesome, while also being spooky. Yeah. This one's called, The Ghost of My Father Made Sure a Promise Was Kept, and it's submitted to Reddit by user Nathan is Scary. Nathan. <laughs> She's uh, scary. He is scary. Remember my Nathan? Remember when I got mugged at gunpoint with Nathan? Oh yeah, but also do you know our new Nathan? No. Brett's roommate Nathan? Oh, I met him, but I don't remember him. Shout out Nathan! Shout out Nathan! Whichever one. Any of them. Anyways, here's how this girl's ghost of her father made a sure promise was kept. My mother told this story many years after my father's violent death. Oh. My dad lived a wild life. He was a drug dealer and doer in Oklahoma, and he also bought and sold illegal guns. Okay. Like my uncle used to tell me, play stupid games, win stupid prizes. I love that expression. That's great. It's so good. I love that in that context. No, I I use it all the time. It's such a good one because it's like, wow, like, it's like basically like, what did you expect? Yeah. Like, play stupid games. Like, yeah. Agree. Anyways. (laughs) Yeah. Like my uncle used to tell me, play stupid games, win stupid prizes. My dad ended up winning a stupid prize. He was stabbed to death in a fight with a guy named Rodney, who was celebrating his 21st birthday at the time. Oh, baby. My dad was was 31 when he died. That's way too old to be fighting a 21-year-old. Yeah, right? Also, like, go Rodney. Like, honestly, like, you gotta, like, defend yourself. Okay, whatever. (laughs) I don't know. But, okay. Okay. Did you so, just insult the dead dad Yeah, I, ghost? I did, but you shouldn't have been trying to fight a 21-year-old. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> My dad was 31 when he died. Rodney went to Oklahoma State Penitentiary in McAllister for first-degree murder, and he's now been there for 29 years. Damn. Damn. That's not, a lot not, longer. Not, not the 21st birthday you were looking forward to. No. As it turns out, several years before my dad died, he was close friends with a guy named Dan. By close friends, I mean they did a lot of drugs together and raised a good amount of hell all across northeastern Oklahoma, which I can assume only is about three, four people holding that title, so. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Northeast Oklahoma. Yeah, and then there's, there's four corners. And I wouldn't go to any of them. So, <laughs> I'm talking about a quarter of the people that would go to one of those. You know they're paying $10,000 for you to move to the Ozarks. Oh, 
Wow, that's nice. I can't wait to own a canoe. <laughs> you could probably pay your rent for My years. My bought a canoe in California, and it was like 8.5K. Why did they buy a canoe? Because my parents love canoeing, and that was the second canoe they've bought in like the last four years. I would like to canoe. Because they all said, well, we, we're going to canoe in, in December. I go cannot home. go to that. Why? I cannot live anywhere that isn't my parents' house. And Why I can't, can't you go to the tile with I me? I can't be indoors with you. Or anyone while I'm home. Why can't you go to Tahoe? I can't go to Tahoe. But you mean we can't see each other? We can't be indoors together. Tahoe's not indoors. The, your house in Tahoe is indoors, it's Santa. It's big. Santa, no. It's large. I can't go. It has four stories. Santa, I can't go. Carmen. That's what you say. Alright, anyways. So his dad was 31 when he was stabbed to death by a guy named Rodney. Oh, right. Rodney, <laughs> Rodney went to Oklahoma State Penitentiary and McAllister for first degree murder and has been there. Murder. 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 Murder and pestle. <coughs> murder. And he's been there for 29 years now. As it turns out, several years before my father died, he was close friends with a guy named Dan. Yes, we by, know about Dan. By close friends, I mean they didn't... <laughs> yeah. We know about raising, Dan! Raising good hell across all the North East Oklahoma! Oh, yeah, okay, right? Like, wow, I had bears repetition, because what? You mean, you mean that's a thing? Okay, continue. Anyways, they also had a lot of deep heart-to-hearts conversations together, also, I assume, in Northeastern Oklahoma. <laughs> As you do on drugs. <laughs> yes. What do you think? One of which was that they made a promise to each other. Okay. That promise was to, Suicide. no matter what, take care of the other person's family if anything were to happen to either of them. Okay. I think they both realized at the time, in East Northeast Oklahoma, that they were walking <laughs> on the wild side. Oh, <laughs> Don, Dan, Dan eventually moved to Arizona to turn his life around, and him and my dad lost touch. One day, two weeks after my dad's death, a.k.a. when his dad was stabbed to death by a man named Rodney, who was 21, that night only, um, my mom got a knock on the door. When she answered, a man was standing there. It was Dan! Yeah, it was Dan. (laughs) You better believe it was Dan, bitch. He called himself Dan. <laughs> Mom didn't know <laughs> really? him. Really? His ripple-rousing days with my dad were before my parents had met or were married. Oh, okay. Mom told me he answered the door, held his arms out, and said, I'm here. Did something happen to Kevin? He told me to come. What? He hadn't even heard about my dad's murder. He just showed up knowing. He went on to tell my mother that he was driving down the road in Arizona on his way to work, as usual, and he suddenly glanced at his passenger seat, noticing my father was sitting in the truck with him. Okay. He knew immediately that something horrible had happened, and all he said to my father's ghost was, I'm on my way. He never made it into work. He just kept driving. That is dope. My mom is a very religious woman, and I've never known her to be an irrational person or a liar. I believe the story exactly happened as she, had, as she recalled it. I wish she could have told me more details than she did, because I would have loved to speak about to this guy, Dan, a little bit more. By the time she told me about this, she couldn't remember his last name or oh, what city in Arizona he lived that's in. That's a bummer. So that's fun, right? But, like... But that's great. Fuck yeah, Dan. Yeah. I'm gonna skip my third story, because it's, like, really, like, not that important. And I'm actually... I'm gonna skip that story here. Let's move on to the karmic numbers. Alright, we're going into numerology world. I had a couple other stories about, like, birthday, like, ghost paranormal shit, but none of them were what I was looking for, because I assumed there would be more, and it does seem to be a commonly accepted fact. That, as you've heard tonight, 
that ghosts do reach out close to their death day anniversary, birthday anniversary. Yeah. Like, or, like, they can bring anniversaries to them. Yeah. So, yeah. Karmic numbers. Are you okay. ready? Karmican? Yes. Yes, Karm- Carmen. Yeah. Carman. Yeah. Carman. I-, I hear what you're trying to do. Yeah. Do you? Yeah. Acknowledge me, respect me, love me. I just me, did. Celebrate me. I'm, we're doing that. Okay, well, karmic numbers. Here's what your birthday says about your past life. The day that you are born says a lot about who you are and where you're going in this life. Hmm. However, according to numerology, it can also say a lot about who you were, too. Okay. I mean, you, they just said that. Yeah. In numerology, Pythagoras, which also, like, I would like to see evidence of this, because I'm pretty sure Pythagoreans stated three theorems, and they all related to the, like, triangles. Determining the side length. Triangles. Comparison to the three-point figure at any given point. Triangles. Triangles. But also cause and effect, and also, like, disclusion law. I did not do science mm-hmm. or math. Well, that's a shame, Carmen. All I remember is triangles. Why are you still smarter than me? Though? I also how, didn't how, how, take how geometry. Deeply, how deeply frustrating. <laughs> um, anyways, in numerology, Pythagoras, which I honestly, like, a Fox News moment. Like, we cannot continue in good faith to keep this woman speaking on this subject when we cannot prove beyond reasonable doubt that this makes any sense at all. Okay. What are you talking about? I'm talking about when they cut off the speaker of the house like two days ago from from telling I missed this. She she was like going off about how many millions of fake people had voted. Oh and 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 Fox News cut her off. Fox News like cut away and was like we can't in good faith continue to broadcast her when she has absolutely no like data in any way to support this like frankly ludicrous I mean I'm glad that they did that but also like if Fox News is doing that it's not even an if Fox News thing it's about because they know that the entire Republican Party is like going to be like stoned to death for the rest of their existence by our generation and now they're like we didn't say any of those things what do you mean we've always been fair and impartial oh I see it's It's pandering it's absolutely pandering yeah alright Continue onwards in your Anyways, uh, so uh, based on the way that this website panders to me specifically, Pythagoras, you know, a la the Pythagorean theorem. Pythagoras. 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 Which also, like, pretty dope name. Yeah, dude. It's got it. Yeah. It's got it going on. Yeah, it's got it going on for sure. Pythagoras? Like, okay, uh, are you going by Pythi or Gory or Pythagoras? Pythagoras. Or Aggie? Wait, oh, didn't I? I think I read, started reading a book. Isn't Life of Pi, his actual name is Pythagoras or something? I actually don't know because I couldn't get past midway. I started midway. reading it, yeah. I couldn't get past midway through the first chapter in that because that's one of those books. Did you ever read the book? Um, okay, there's two that I'm thinking of. One is like something, something in the sweet potato pie, like. Nope, never read that like, one. Uh, Certainly did. I never, okay. I never and read that. And the second one is like, um, oh god, I can't remember the name, but it's about this little like eight year old child who's like a genius and she's decided that life is meaningless, so she's gonna kill herself on her ninth birthday. But then she, like, realizes that life is worth living because she's literally a fucking nine-year-old child who doesn't know even of consciousness yet, frankly. Anyways, the point of me bringing up both these stories is I think that there's a subscript of stories 
subsector stories that is just utterly pretentious to think is good or quality. And, like, you, if you have any, like, concept of actual, like, syntax or structure or taste, you wouldn't like these stories, but they are, like, challenging to the point that no one would suffer through them who doesn't have to to prove to themselves. <laughs> And therefore, they think, like, you know, they're, like, smarter and better. That's how I felt about Dante's Inferno. Okay, sweet, the sweet potato pie peel club, maybe, was the name? Oh, wait, I watched the movie. Okay, and isn't that fucking retarded pretentious? I liked the movie because it was not pretentious at all. It was actually terrible. Well, the book was terrible and pretentious, so liked- even worse. You didn't read the book, though. Oh, hell no. No, no. Also, I would never read a book about no, that. No, because, of course, because it would be inherently pretentious. Because someone writing about a secret island book club in the midst of World War yes. II has to have no stake in World War II I'm pretty whatsoever. Sure the, um, the movie's called, like, Guernsey something. There's, what, I'm not sure about, okay, but, the Guernsey Sweet Potato Pie Peel Club. I think it's just regular potato. No, I think it's sweet potato. In the movie, it was just potatoes. Well, that doesn't even make sense, because potatoes aren't sweet, so why would you even put that in a pie? No, it wouldn't be sweet. Sienna, sweet potatoes are a type of potato. I know that, obviously, Carmen, but why would you make it a pie that's not a sweet potato pie, when that's actually a pie, and there's no such thing as a potato pie? Well, the whole point is there's no such thing as a potato peel pie. They were lying. It was a roast pig in the basket. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> anyway, let's continue. The book was pretentious. I'm sure it was. And dumb. Um, All right. It's my my take. I my read on it. When I started, and the other one that really followed me was oh 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 I remember the name now. Um, it was like the something and elegance of the hedgehog. Oh yeah. And that book was maybe the worst book I've ever read. I've never read. Not it. even because it alone was so bad, which it was, but because. The author clearly really thought she said something when she didn't. When she didn't say anything at all. Okay. And anyone who jumps on the train of okay, and I feel the same way about the movie Contact. Contact with Amy Adams. Oh, the one. The absolute. I liked that one. I thought that was one of the worst movies I'd ever I seen. Enjoyed I, it. I I pulled out my phone at several points and checked the time to see how much longer realistically I'd have to say. I liked it. I thought it was. I, I thought she was utterly unlikable. They never explained why she has expertise in this area. So, and yeah. she's so feeble and meek that like you yeah. don't you don't believe she has expertise. So I did. It just didn't make sense to me. And like I never saw a like second of brilliance. From her, let alone brilliance enough to translate an entirely alien species, but I no mean, one else could even begin to determine the clues. Amy Adams is brilliant. Well, she's brilliant, but her character was like yeah, uh, her character. Her character looked not, like if you went, oh, she'd like have a heart attack. Like yeah, you know, like it was, I think she gained some autonomy throughout the film. She didn't. Yeah, she literally had the fight with her like boyfriend, who was like the world's biggest okay. like loser. Santa, it's literally I'm, your section, and you're walking away from the microphone. I'm getting more drinking. There's oh, more wine here. Oh, well, I didn't realize that. Santa. Okay. Sit the fuck down and tell us your fucking numerology Well, I'm shit. going to, Carmen. Will you pour me some more wine? What is the flavor of this? It's running out, but it's like pink. Pomelo. All right. Where do I leave? Okay. I don't know, Santa. You started yelling about <laughs> the Pythagoras. in your birthday reveal hidden clues to lessons missed in your past lives. In numerology, it is believed that our souls are core 
But our bodies reincarnate many times in order to further evolve. In each life, we learn new lessons, but we are not perfect. Along the way, we make mistakes and abuse our natural gifts. Uh, yes. Using your birthing. <laughs> I'm, I, okay. I, Have what, I abused yeah. my natural gifts? Uh, do you, I'm sorry. Like, what else would I do? Is this podcast? Abuse my natural gifts? Is this not a I've abuse been, of our natural I've been gifts? Gifted and talented since I was four years old, and the only thing that's ever given me is an ego. Yeah, but an ego is a good thing to have. Well, yeah, except that I hate myself too, so it's quite un- unparalleled. You can't have one without the other. Yeah. What goes up must come down. That's why I don't trust anyone who's confident, like truly confident. I'm like, whoa. Are like, you dumb? You, you must be stupid. Yeah. <laughs> if you're not constantly like judging your own reactions, like in reaction to other people's reactions to you, then you're not like on the pulse, and I'm on the pulse, if nothing else. All right, Santa. Anyway, please continue. Along the way, we make mistakes and abuse our natural gifts. Using your birthday, we're able to identify your numerology chart as it pertains to one of four important numbers. So there's four different like sections in this, and they all relate to different things. Okay. Ultimately, though, something you should understand. There is something called karmic debt numbers, and it's when your numbers add up to this, you don't reduce them any further, like, the way that you usually do, and they, like, stand for something that you have done in a previous life that, like, you have to relearn in this life. Okay. And there's also something called major key numbers, which are numbers that- Like DJ Collins? It's like a (laughs) number- It's not, I th- there's probably like a, a Holland Emerson known for it too that I'm not saying correctly. But, um, no, not like to take a I Just the first no, thing I thought of. Absolutely not, no. You think he's got spiritual performance? I mean, he Maybe says no. those words a lot. He says major, yeah. He seems to have a good relationship with his son. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Have you seen his son? Yeah, but like, he's they, cute. He's super cute, but like, good thing he didn't have a daughter because, like, oh, as yeah. a. Okay, anyway, continue. Anyways. Anyways, essentially, there are four, like, like, there are four, um, karmic debt numbers Mm -hmm. that cannot be reduced into a single numerical, you know how, like, one through nine is, like, one digit? Yes. Like, ten through, like, twenties. Yes. So, most of the time, you can reduce it to a single digit So, most of the time, it's meant to be reduced to a single number, and that, like, takes away, that's how you, like, figure it out. Like, you add up, like, different values within your life, and then you, like, reduce it to the single, like, digit value. But with karmic debt values, there's four of them, and then there's also something else that is called like major, like major values or something. Yeah. And those like basically act on the way that your other numbers work out. Okay. Like you'll get a reducement, and then you'll also or a reduction, and then you'll also get the like one digit number that that would reduce to technically. Okay. But it's the like two digit number acting on the one digit number. Okay. Okay. Continue. All right. <laughs> so if that made any sense. Anyways, the karmic debt numbers are 13, 14, 16, and 19. And 13? I, I don't know if y'all been listening, but uh, it's 13 to 14 right now, and I'm a karmic debt baby. Mm-hmm. And, and honestly, to be honest, like, actually, I do think, like, that might be why my life is this shitty. And great. And great? Well, wonderful. Like, I'm so privileged and so lucky, but also, like... Bad things happen. Bad things happen to me more... Ha- Okay, that's unfair to say more often than good things do, but I will say that the last truly, truly good thing that I can think of happening to me was when I got my job, mm-hmm. and that was, like, a year and a half ago, yep. and I can think of at least, like, nine to twelve, like, terrible things that have happened to me in that meantime. Yep. 
Yeah, I mean, so. I would say bad things have happened to you a lot more than bad things have happened to me. For yeah. sure. Yeah. But yeah. I've also been very lucky. You have been really lucky. So lucky. Yeah. Because nothing bad has ever happened. All right, are you ready for this? Okay. So let's talk about life path numbers. That's the first one. Life path. I think I've, uh, I've looked at this a little bit. Your life path number represents your true self. It is the unchanging you. It's basically like your moon. Okay. Like who you are to yourself, yeah. kind of. Your life path number represents your true self. It is the unchanging you. It signifies your core values. You calculate this by adding all of the numbers in your birthday. For example, if your birthday is April 4th, 1955, you'd add 4 for April, 4 for the date, 1955 five together, and then reduce that into a single integer. Okay. <laughs> so what's your number, Karen? What you, is you, it? You ask. I do ask. Oh, yeah. I know you've got it somewhere. In I this. do. I do. Okay, it's down here. I'm gonna, okay. Let's do yours first. Okay. Yours is seven, but it's 16 over seven. So you are... So I have you, life... You, I have debt? A, you have a perfect debt oh, to reply. Oh, fuck no. But a different one than mine. And okay. mine is, like, super up, so, like... What's my karmic debt? Okay, I don't believe this for you, because I don't think it applies whatsoever, frankly. But, but like, maybe that's why Maybe it's because I've it. progressed past it? That's what they say it is when you don't feel it represented, but... Okay, let's hear it. The number 16 over 7 represents the misuse of love in a previous manifestation. Some numerologists suggest that this karmic number also indicates that you will be challenged with leveling your ego in this lifetime. The 16 over 7 is a spiritual actualizer. You'll be presented with experience after experience where your life crumbles, you embrace humility, and your sense of higher purpose and destruction and rebirth are enjoyed. If you have a 16 over 7 as one of your core numbers, understand this. You're paying back... Oh, fuck, I accidentally pulled up. <laughs> <laughs> understand this. You are paying back for past abuses where you were involved in illicit love affairs which resulted in much suffering to others. Uh -oh. You dirty whore, Carmen. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, they didn't name me Carmen for nothing. <laughs> yeah. Why is she Carmen? Because everyone rides her like a car. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. No one even rides a car, Carmen. It didn't even make sense. You drive a car. Yeah. But yeah. also, Carmen the Opera, like, she's like, uh, yeah. she's a loose woman. Yeah, oh, a loose woman. Okay. Yeah, no, I know what that means, obviously. Yeah, Carmen the Long Del Rey song, that's loud. That's not okay. It's I know, I know it's that based on the, it's based yes, on the opera. Yes, but I really don't like that comparison. But okay. All right. Well, whatever. Basically, you are now paying back for the past abuses, and you were involved in illicit love affairs, which resulted in suffering to others. The sixteen over seven is telling you that there has been a pretty hefty abuse of love. Wow, what are we to heftily abuse love, Carmen? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Through acts of self-centeredness, irresponsibility, and the distortion of loving feelings. The message here, you need to get your ego in check. All right. So what does it mean if I don't feel like that if re it relates to me? Well, it doesn't mean anything, Carmen. It doesn't mean anything at all because these numbers are literally derived out of this basic, like, like, a pretty arbitrary assignment of like consonant of vowel values and the what? names we've both chosen for ourselves and also been assigned at birth. 
Like, 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 most of these are determined by looking at, like, the consonant values. What? Yeah, I'm not kidding. Okay. So, anyways, my karmic debt... Wait, no. We're talking about the first one, so, which is life... Life path. Life path? Yeah. I wish I could use my laptop instead of my phone instead of recording. Why aren't you using your tablet? Well, I should be, Carmen. That's an excellent question. Now I'm going to scroll further, but I'm also going to... Please hold while Santa gets her tablet. Please hold while Santa gets her shit together. Story of my life. It's my birthday in an hour and 22 minutes. Do you know how long I had to wait once I got here for Santa to be ready? Do you know how long? I'm sorry that I was doing intense divinating numerology numerology calculations for you, Carmen. Which is not... It's almost like you don't want to have insight into your future, and that's fine with me. I just don't... I so far don't really... I've never related to any numerology thing that I've ever read. I am... I I, I am... My friend Bridget, who, like, I do believe in her spiritual prowess, because I've seen it, like, in action, and it has been correct for me, like, specifically correct in an uncanny way, Mm -hmm. that there was no reason it should have been that correct, and it was... Like, like, literally, like, she picked Charles out of a lineup because I went on, like, nine dates in, consecutively. Yeah. And she pointed to Charles, who was the only one that I liked yeah. from the lineup. And she was like, you guys are going to have a thing for a, lo- a while. And it's going to last longer than your relationship does. Yeah, and it did. And it did. And it does. And it does. So. Uh, so, yeah. Okay. How do I share a fucking note? What's the point? Oh, it's hard. You have to, like, put it in your iCloud. Me and Mario yeah, tried to do that with our Trader really, Joe's. This is really, like, absurdly complicated. Wait, there's a thing underneath you that it's I want. It's on my table. It's this, and I want to hit it. Thank you. All right. Okay, well, I'm here. I'm here now. No! Wait, oh, no, 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 no. We're good. We're good. We're good. I think this episode is, like, especially technical difficulties. It's like, my... so much more than usual. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. Because it's also, guys, just so you know, we it's recorded my whole first story already, and then we had to go back because somehow the thing got paused. Yeah, we've been potting, casting, for about three hours, it's probably. So and it's, it's probably only been like an hour and like 25 minutes, but it's been actually three hours because we got happy through the podcast and then realized that yep. no one was listening. No Which one. is usually the case, but at least don't tell us in GarageBand. Yeah. Shit. We wait for uh, iTunes to tell us that no one listens. Yeah. Because uh, I guess rate, review, and subscribe? Rate, review, and subscribe, please. Let's... America, right? Fuck yeah. You guys can beat Denmark. It's Denmark. <laughs> easily, All right? Easily. easily. Do they have a military? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> no offense, Denmark. If you're offended by this comment, please let us know it. Please Comments. rate, re- review, and subscribe. <laughs> yeah, it's poorly. Rate us poorly. We don't care. Just more would be good. I would like a one-star review from all of our listeners. Yeah. yeah. Four. Well, I mean, or like three to four or five. Five would be great. Five would be ideal, frankly. But if you're going to review us at one star versus not review us, I'll take the one-star review because at least you took the time out of your day to click a button. And click... So, yeah, back to numerology. I just told you about your life path. Life path number. So, here's mine. Mine is 22 over 4. Okay. Which is both one of, like, the, like, woo, watch out numbers. I also have woo, watch out numbers, like, modifiers on every single one of my things. Like, basically. 
Which watch out? No, literally, you'll read. Honestly, I think it's a fair assertion. Okay, tell me about it. But okay, my life path is twenty-two over four. My life path number is about putting all the pieces together. It is a builder number. Those with the life path number four tend to be good organizers, practical, diligent, and persistent. You are a realist. You're down to earth-ish, decisive, and you persevere which makes you more likely to succeed where others may fail. But be aware of being too stubborn, too rigid, and even becoming a workaholic. Here's the modifier, the 22. The double digit higher vibration from which your life path number four is derived from is referred to as a master number. That was what I was looking for as a term. Those with master number 22 have the potential to perceive and execute great ideas and achieve great things in life. As such, this number is usually referred to as the master builder number. Master numbers are discussed in much greater detail in this link that you have to pay for. <laughs> Fuck no. Yeah. All right. On to section number two. Let's talk about expression numbers. So do you remember your like basic description of this first one? Yeah. Okay. So basically it's expression numbers. Your soul urge number, also called expression numbers or destiny numbers, influences your personal strengths and also your challenges. It helps you identify what you're best at and where you struggle so that you know where to focus your energies. Your expression number can be any digit one through nine or you would have a master number 11, 22, or 33. So that's like where the master numbers come in. Like I have mm. 22 in my last one. 11, 11, 11. Yeah. So mine is five, Carm, and yours is two. Where do you get this? How do you figure them out? I went and I did a site. I read like three different sites, which is why it was taking me so long. Yeah. I was like comparing because each one of them have different ways of calculating the number. <sighs> so I looked at like four to five different sites and I picked the ways that most of them said our numbers came okay. in. So, Carmen, your expression number is two, meaning that you are more intuitive and sensitive to the world and people around you than others. You are more likely to crave balance and peaceful resolution to conflict, yep. which makes you better equipped to work and deal with others. Be wary of being thrown off of your game by negative people or situations around you. Yep. And then my, my, uh, my expression number is five. The five expression number indicates your love of freedom, excitement, and new experiences. You're a free spirit, eager to explore and try new things. You're very adaptable, hating a routine, and not following social norms. Yep. Be wary of changing your mind too often, yep. getting bored too quickly, yep. and leaving your project to hand unfinished. Yup. 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 Now, mine, the one where my karmic debt comes into play, like, read me to filth, and I'm like, wait, does numerology actually have a background? Because, like... Yeah, it's just as stupid as astrology, but I, like, honestly, <laughs> at, this, at this point, I believe in astrology. So, We've like, spent too much time talking about I, astrology I, I, I not to believe. I, I can be like, I don't believe in this however much, and, like, I don't know, but it doesn't really determine anything. But then I'm, like, spitting facts when it comes to <laughs> Did I read something about how Mars went direct today and how that would affect me because it's in my eighth house? I wasn't and right! And it wasn't I, right! And did I really consider a couple of things when I read that and Dude, really think about what yeah, I'm doing pattern, with my life? The pattern makes me go, oh, shit, every time I open it. Okay, next up, so we just do expression number. 
So next up is our soul urge number. What is that? Soul it's, urge? It's soul urge. It's sometimes called the heart's desires okay. number or the core number. Core. It represents the inner you, your urges and motivations behind your decisions, the choices you make, the actions you take, and is derived from the vowels in your name. What? No. Yes. No, it's not. It is. That's fucked in up. In fact, it is. So I'm two and you're five. Okay. So, so for is you. So this, this is the reverse of the last one. Yeah, actually. But the, the, they, they, but the they take are on different, different meanings because of the way the cards apply. Okay. So you as a number five. The five heart desire number hints at your deeper craving for freedom, new experiences, and change. Imaginative, creative, enthusiastic, and resourceful, you're likely to travel, seek adventure, and be drawn to non-conventional, original ideas, opportunities, and people. Yeah. Yeah, but that also... That could be applied to anyone. anyone. That would apply to me just as easily. That could apply to literally anyone. That's so... That's extremely vague. Are you a person? Yeah. Oh, you like... Do you think... Do you like things? Have you ever thought once? Oh, yeah, you're a person who thinks. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, there's people who don't think. There are, yeah. But not very many. But there's not as many as people who think only slightly or more. Yeah. And they certainly have no right to feel like they've been thinking. (laughs) <laughs> okay when they have who's it. got an ego problem me not me me wait till you read my karmic debt bullshit all right let's hear it all right but first of all first of all my heart's desire number i have a deep craving for peace comfort and security the gentle sensitive intuitive and sentimental soul this number represents yearns for harmony and all approaches to life you're much more likely to be diplomatic than and tactful than aggressive or forceful in order to accomplish your goals that's true, but also, like, I don't think that you really want harmony. I don't want harmony. That's not my, like, motive. No. But I will say, like, I'm extremely not rock the boat Yeah. Like, I'll do everything I can to, like, leave no impact while still getting what I want. That's true, but also, like, yeah. I disagree with half of it and I agree with the other half. All right. All right, here's your personality number. Oh. Your personality number signifies the energy that you project to the outside world as well as how others are most likely to interpret it. It's your rising, essentially. Yeah. Yep. This is not your true self, but an indicator of what you allow yourself to be seen as at the beginning of any new relationship. It is derived from the consonants in your full birth. Which is fucked up, also. Okay, so my number is 21 over 3 because I have a modifier and your number is 6. Okay. So, those with personality number six are seen as warm, compassionate, and caring. As they're always willing to help others and sacrifice for others. As people often approach you as a shoulder to cry on or to relate their life burdens to, you're seen as easygoing. You believe that people are generally agreeable and seeing the good in them, although some people try to take advantage of your kindness. Okay. That I feel like wasn't very you. No. I, I feel like you're like, oh, get out of my house. Yeah. So I, I don't see that very you at all. I actually. will say that, like, the number of drunk bitches who try to tell me their full life story is high, though. No. Did you mean me every time I see you? Not even you. Even though we've you known each other for eight years? You don't count. I talk about, I'm talking about strangers. Like, I'll be in an elevator with somebody, and they'll suddenly start telling me their life story. And I'll be I'm like, like do I seem approachable? No, no that's like, hilarious. That's hilarious. Because people... There's oh, there, like, there okay. there's a very certain subgroup of people who always approach me on the street, and like there's a certain subgroup of people who never do, and it's interesting because like there is a difference. Oh yeah, 
So my karmic number is 21 over 3. Those with personality number 3 are often seen as creative and charming individuals, making them more attractive to the opposite sex. You are likely perceived as witty, extroverted, and optimistic with an uplifting energy. Be wary of over-exaggerating and appearing superficial to some. Which, yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep. But then it's modified by the number 21, which is a like master, like, yeah. master's, like, term or whatever. The numerology number 21 is an inspiration and creative self-expression number. The numerology number 21 is both a creative spirit and a reliable partner. They're optimistic, so optimistic and enthusiastic that it tends to act as a beacon of inspiration to others. That's true for sure. I, I I actually like not like to toot my own arm, but I do think that's true. You're a very I, good creative partner. I think that I'm ex- I think that I'm extremely creative because like I can basically pivot to anything like in a moment and have another good idea yeah. that's actually good and not stupid. Although sometimes they're stupid. they're often stupid. But, but the idea, but there the, the thing is that they're like stupid and good sometimes. Yes. Yeah, mostly. that's true. And like if you're telling me literally like three words that start with the letter Y and I can still come Something up can come out with a that. stupid good thing. Yeah. Like that's better than like usual, you know? So and then here's like the last okay. What's our the last like numerology thing? So wait, we did what did we do all four? Yeah, we did personality. I don't think we did swords. Yeah we did. I didn't read mine then. Yeah you did. Did we do prop no, karmic we didn't debt? do the karmic debt. Okay, yet. we'll do karmic debt. Yeah, so you karma are this, basically. Yeah, you, you've abused love and... Oh, wait, no, we talked about yeah, this. Yeah, this is... All, no, 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 we didn't... This isn't the love part. I'm just talking about the different, like, points after that. Yeah. This is two. That's the intuitive and sensitivity and, like, balance and respect. Your craving for freedom, experiences, and imagination yeah. is your soul, personality... Um, warm, compassionate, caring, self-sacrifice. Again, like, I don't think this is quite you, like, but, like, I do understand where they're getting that from, although I don't think you're, like, I don't think you're, like, intentionally warm, but I think you are warm. Yeah, I think maybe something that we're not, uh, maybe something that you were talking about earlier, but how, like, certain, like, we were talking about how, like, I'm good with copiers and computers, and, like, electronics don't, like, mess up on purpose No, and mine always do, because the thing is that I'm waiting to be screwed over by it, because I'm expecting to be. No, but I think something that you were saying earlier is, like, we, like, are on different Oh, yeah, we just carry, we just carry different, like, energies that correspond to different, like, actionable things. Like, like, career paths. There's a reason that I'm really good at, like, words and marketing and twisting meanings and, like, manipulating things to my advantage. It's what I do in my regular life, first of all. And second of all, it's, like, what I'm good at as a dog because I'm better at it than almost anyone else. But I think what you were saying... And, like, you are, like, extremely thoughtful and aware. So numbers. Yeah. Numerical values for you make a lot of sense because numbers don't lie. But alternate to that... For me, lying is the game, so yeah. that makes sense. But alternate to that, like, the idea that different people just have, like, more affiliation with certain yeah, things. Maybe you, numerology you... isn't a thing that I have a lot of affiliation with. Absolutely, and that might be the case. I mean, like, and maybe that's why mine are less accurate to me than you. I certainly know that, and that's fair. And that's you know, I I think that would have to be one and the same in a stroke. Like, I think it would have to undercut both of us, or not only undercut one of us. Are you saying that we vibrate on the same frequency? I think we do, or we wouldn't be as close as we were for so long. 
Or we vibrate on conditional frequencies that balance out to an equilibrium. Or maybe there's many frequencies that like, you vibrate you're, on. You're like a six and I'm like a four or something. Like we like E equal ten, like base ten, like no matter oh. what. It's always base ten. First of all, if you're assuming any of our numbers, assume base ten. So like we're <laughs> definitely working in units of ten. Also, like can we just take a minute to talk about how terrible the imperial system is? Can we take a minute to read the rest of our numeral? Okay, and then get on to the Why are we metric? not on the metric system? Okay, because kilometers are dumb But what about meters? Meters and kilometers both make sense because you can't have one make sense without the other, which they is why both make sense. our system is done. 12 However, inches? I'm not willing to change from Fahrenheit and not. It's I'm true. Not, Celsius, I, I, I although cannot, Celsius makes more I, sense. I cannot compute Celsius. I'm sorry, something uh, boils at 100 degrees, that just makes sense. Okay, 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 okay. That makes sense, sure. But if you're talking about minuteness of change or like qualifiable change, then Celsius is about averaging data points down enough That's to things true. fitting your construct well enough to actually occur. And also, like when it comes to like setting a like scientific value for a boiling point, you shouldn't have it be 100 degrees Celsius when it's an arbitrary fucking number that actually is measurable in a variety of different ways and is so imprecise that calling it a random fucking number that's larger would screw over any calculation you I try mean, to do I mean, do you know it. the temperature at which water boils in Fahrenheit? Yeah, well, okay, yeah, so it boils, it boils at, yeah. It's, what does so it, it boil at? It burns at 420 and it, 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 bur it boils at 285. Okay, I did not know that. Yeah, it boils at 285, it burns at 420. But also, why? It, but why? Because of the particle movement. No, but, like, what's the... No, I know why water boils, but, like, what's the reasoning behind that number? It's 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 a schema created in existence with respect to other, like, measurable things. That's just not, that's just words. No, I mean, it's not words, it's a concept, and the concept is vague, but it's still a concept. It's so vague, It's Santa. extremely vague. I'm just saying, if you're saying something's an arbitrary number, like, this is also no, I'm an arbitrary saying, number. No, I'm saying it's not arbitrary, I'm saying it was built out of respect to an arbitrary number. Like, this is our understanding of the scale with okay. respect to the arbitrary number let's that's already move been on. complete. Let's move on. Where's Anyways. our karmic debt, and then let's be done with okay, this. Okay, alright. Well, Carmen, yeah, okay. Your karmic debt is 16. So, uh, some of the challenges you may be facing in this lifetime with the karmic debt number of 16 uh -huh. are... Ha ha ha. You may spend an excessive amount of time alone. Mm -hmm. You may find it difficult sometimes to develop meaningful relationships. People generally perceive you as unapproachable. That's true. You may come off as somewhat self-absorbed. That also is true. Connecting emotionally to others in the heat of the moment can be difficult. Nah. You may find yourself intentionally or unintentionally sabotaging your relationships. Ah, well, I would say that all of these are only true for romantic relationships. So, uh, my karmic dot's 14. Uh, so, uh, technically it's 14 over 5, because every single one of my numbers has a modifier That's number. Absurd. Which is like, you could be extremely powerful if you weren't such a fuck-up, is essentially all of them. Which truly, which is true. I feel. You could be I, a I, lot I, I, really, I really feel that. Like, yeah, I'm like, damn, like, I am fucking them. If only I had had the numbers to guide me this whole time. <laughs> okay. I would have been, hmm. 
Anyways, <laughs> yeah, I'm 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 fourteen over five. The number of okay, and I actually I actually feel this pretty hard. Okay. I've suspected things about this about my past lives, like you know. Let's hear it. The number four in the 14 or five represents the misuse of freedom in a previous manifestation. The four is all about stability, security, and using step-by-step processes to achieve your goals, hard work, and responsibility. The one in all karmic numbers refers to selfishness and self-absorption. The number next to it, in this case the four, is indicating of the past nature of the uh, infractions. So you were selfish in your search for freedom? (laughs) I'm not surprised. Yeah, I mean, like, that's literally, like, the point, right? Like, you, yeah, that's, like, obviously, like, okay, don't repeat. Yeah, like, you can't have one without the other. That's the word, like, when you repeat yourself, like, that's repetitive. It's redundant. It's redundant, yeah. Yeah. That's redundant. Like, oh, wow, like, you want to be, like, independent alone? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, Okay, here's the point that... Not quite yet, but if you have 14.5 in your core numbers, you are now paying for past abuses where you have acted upon your personal selfish sense of freedom for yourself at the sense of others, at the expense of others. The 14 over 5 is telling you that there has been a pretty hefty abuse of freedom by being irresponsible and shunning any sense of responsibility in your past Oh, lives. yeah. And this one, too. Yeah. <laughs> and it continues. Yeah. I'll be 14 again next time. Yeah. Um, understand that the person who has 14 over 5 as one of their core numbers will most likely act upon the more destructive tendencies in number 5 until their lessons from 14 have been understood, acknowledged, acted upon, and mastered. Some of the traits this is grouped with is Inability to hold on a relationship, job jumping, struggles with addictions, i.e. food, drugs, or alcohol. Oh, really? Lacking the ability to focus or follow through, lacking commitment, an unhealthy sense of, in- of dependence, emotional responses to not getting your way, inability to practice actual self-discipline, and excessive sexual encounters. There you go. That's Santa. Yeah, I'm 14 over 5. Thank you. <laughs> I'm 14 over 5. What are you? <laughs> All right. Well, that's numerology, and that's it on this podcast. Thank God. Yeah, uh, I'm sure this episode is two hours long. Hey, but uh, happy birthday to me. Happy birthday, Santa. Sh- uh, shoot us an email. Happy birthday, Santa. At places at gmail.com. Let's get fucked up. All right. (laughs) Bye. Bye.